Shit Dad Podcast. Celebrating the mistakes that all parents make. You're listening to the Shit Dad Podcast. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast, where we turn you from lad to quintessential Aussie dad, celebrating fatherhood wins and bins along the way. I'm Cam. I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. And we thank you once again for taking time out of your busy week to listen to our fatherhood experiences and, of course, to share your own. Now, this episode, we will continue the theme of healthy choices for Men's Health Week, Men's Mental Health Week. And revisit cold weather activities. No, we won't be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) We've done some running repairs to the the run sheet. (laughs) Uh, Stay tuned. That'll come next week. (laughs) Now, this week we also needed uh, to have a bit of origin chat. So we've wedged that in Mm. instead of the cold weather activities. Mm -hmm. I think origin's more important. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm probably the the guy who cares the least that's sitting here, but who's actually going this week, aren't I? Oh, what? (laughs) Far out. We were still waiting on our invite. Yeah, we were. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. I have already actually pre-warned work that if (laughs) I get a call (laughs) to go... Preemptive. Yeah, I just said, no, I actually turned to the boss because we're meant to have a meeting till 6.30 that night. I said, hey, are we actually putting on piss? Like We're here till 6.30, it's origin night. And he turned around and said, oh, actually, yeah, it was just brought to my attention. I said, oh, but by the way, if I get a free ticket, I'm not not coming in on Wednesday. (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean? How are you going to get a free ticket? It's like, that's your question after me saying I'm not coming in. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, so yeah. that's approved. Yeah, yeah of course it is. Uh, don't forget, get stuck into the new year, the dad's gear. We've got the hats and the shirts available. So I've ordered my uh, orchid colour. Oh, so mm. I, I was, I was I tossing up between the pistachio and the orchid and I went the orchid. Yeah, you're a purple guy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've had a few questions rolling through about our 100th episode celebration. So there is something exciting happening. We're lying, lining it up with a local brewery. Uh, we're going to share the exact location and the exact date soon. But just keep August free because it'll happen any sometime. any date in and, August, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, really excited to Clear do a live episode. If you can come on down, have a beer. We'll do a short and sharp uh, questionnaire or interview on the pod if you're interested. But it's more about kind of connecting with the listeners and yeah. having a celebration. Now, Nick, can you tell us about what you've been doing this week being a shit dad nomad? I Yeah, I took the camper trailer out for its maiden voyage, um, started the shit dad nomad club. Um, there's now two members because I also Ooh. went out with a dad who has three kids and it was not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> so um, obviously there was the, the domestics, both Couples had the domestics on the setup and pack up, which was fucking amazing. <laughs> it was like synchronized, synchronized domestics. Um, and then, but the kids just played the entire time. Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was really uneventful. Hey, I think because the bush telly was on the entire time. Um, the the worst part was when I got the first night we didn't set the camper up properly. So when the dew came in, it was really cold at Kenilworth uh, in near the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. So uh, the water sort of was started dripping. It, the con- condensation was underneath the, the – um, what do they call it? The, the bed annex. Warning. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Just the material that was on top of us and it was dripping down onto our beds. And the boys woke up. They're like, my bed's wet. And both me and my wife were like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> who's wet the bed? And uh, anyway, we got up. And I, as soon as I sat up, 
my head was just dripping wet because I, my head hit the top of the tent. Uh, and yeah. uh, and I was like, oh, no, this is a bad time. And it was just so cold as well. So that was pretty uncomfortable. And then um, the second night we set it up properly with the uh, the bed end flies and it was just beautiful, beautiful night's sleep. The worst part was I've gone to bed a little bit earlier and the wife's come in a couple of hours later and gone, you can't sleep on that side of the tent anymore, that side of the camper anymore because every time I, I laid on the bed, the door would pop open on the other side. So the weight from me going on one side <laughs> had the door pop open. I was like, oh, shit, better start making some healthy choices. Um, but no, it's it, it sort of did it with any weight. So I, I, I slept. Uh, so the, sorry, for the rest of that night, every sort of half an hour it felt like I was getting up, like looking up, making sure the door was, hadn't popped open. <laughs> so it was another terrible night's sleep. But apart from that, really good. Mate, speaking of healthy choices, did you go to the Kenilworth Bakery? Yes. <laughs> I was defeated. Did you get, is that the place with that gigantic? Kilo donut. Yes. Yeah. So I ate, I bought the kilo donut and I ate (laughs) over, just over three quarters of it. I've, I got right to the end. I'll show you a picture. Um, It was demoralizing because I took a picture because it looked like so much when I I finished because I, every, like every bite after three quarters was just like, I think I can do it. (laughs) I'm going to get this done. And it was like, just kept <laughs> gagging. And I was going to vomit. So I was like, oh, this is beating me. I can't do it anymore. In case any listeners can't tell, the Kenilworth Bakery is famous in Sunshine Coast for doing a one kilogram. Would you describe it as a, a cream, cream donut? donut. Yeah. yeah. Massive. Jamming cream. Massive it's like a faux cream. Yeah. Jam. No, fresh cream. Oh, yeah. It has to, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just like, I so it's delicious for the one. first half, first mm-hmm. 500 grams. And then it just gets sickening. Do you get it for free if you eat the whole yeah. thing? That's yeah. why I was pushing so hard. I just wanted the refund because it was 25 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's just how, a, a dessert cob loaf pretty much. <laughs> how, how long do you have to eat it? No, it's just one sitting. Oh, so as long as I went for the up. midway shit. I just secretly paused the um, the recording. So I just ran to the toilet, came back and yeah, it felt good. Oh, yeah. I'll have to yeah. watch that later. Yeah. The recording or the... <laughs> <laughs> the camera in the toilet. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right. Well, hopefully the next... Trip out, you yeah. know, is a little bit more successful. But so we're having a boys' trip out there in August. Nice. So uh, we're going to murder the one kilo sausage roll. Um, all the boys are doing it, so we'll pressure you into doing it. David, it's all good. Why well, you don't? Have to you did, yeah, you just do it anyway. <laughs> David's just going to order two. <laughs> you get the donut straight afterwards. <laughs> Maybe. I reckon you need to murder that donut anyway. Mm. Uh, now for today's episode, we've got a great interview with Jed Riddy, who is a personal trainer but also has a fantastic story about his own uh, relationship uh, and journey with his father, especially from a health and uh, wellness point of view. Mm. So stick around, take a listen to that, uh, send us your feedback. We'd love to hear that. Um, But it's a really great story, so I appreciate Jed coming on board tonight. Um, And in particular, listen out towards the very end and you'll get a little bit of a sneak peek of a pretty cool blend of a craft beer company mixed in with some... uh, some pretty cool uh, exercise. So uh, something that we're going to probably check out at some point. Keen too. as. Now, we've got a listener question for today. What have your kids done that they shouldn't have right under your nose? Because we had someone send in a pretty good example. Mm. Uh, so I was going to throw it in the shit dad story section, but I think now's probably a great time to put it on there. So This one needs to stand alone. Yeah. It's that good. James... Uh, Wrote onto the shit dad booster yarn, um, which has recently been name changed, but we'll uh, we'll bring that out later. Uh, so he said, tried to do the right thing and keep the two year old busy out the front with washing the work van so mum and bub could have a nap at some point 
While I was standing right next to him, he grabbed the Jiprock saw and made some artwork on the van. Didn't even notice until this morning. And he put, posted a video of it. And he must have just got the blade from the Jiprock saw because anyway, it looks like he's dead set drawing, like coloring in with it on the van. <laughs> I just saw it there. It's an impressive video. So clearly it's like yeah. his, what, like his front security, front yeah. security yeah, yeah. camera. <clears throat> So he's. And I'm, I'm impressed as well by how well he's cleaning the inside of his car. That's, yeah, that's, he's very thorough. Yeah. yeah. yeah good job. He's <laughs> clearly focused on it because. Yeah. Pretty sure that would have made a good old. A bit of sound. Scratch <laughs> sound. <laughs> What's yeah. that? Nothing. No, nothing, Dad. The only thing that comes close for me is probably. Um, remember when I, I got up my young fella, uh, my oldest, and he drew with a red crayon on the wall all the way up the stairs, arrows to his leading to his bedroom. <laughs> and that was it. Like, and it was sort of, under, it was under my nose cause I was in the next room and then I didn't see it until he like screamed. I thought he was hurt. And then I've run. I was like, Oh, all the way up to his room. I was like, Oh no. Oh shit. He got a smack. Well, for me, mostly it's just the kids are in the bath and I'm just kind of sitting there on my phone <laughs> and I look up and they're covered in like, They've tipped out the whole like shampoo bottle. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine uh, is just like I just leave the garage door open just for a second. Like the young one just loves getting in there because that's where like the bikes and the trikes and all are. Mm. Next minute I'm like, where the fuck are you? Like mm. just like snuck out as I've been in like the fridge putting something away or like, just yeah, get a yeah, beer. Yeah. Next minute like walk back past and just where the what the hell? Yeah. Next minute I hear this bang. Oh, in the garage. She's just reversing the car out. <laughs> it's her little red <laughs> coop. Speaking of that, uh, tipping the shampoo out, Cam, it just reminds me of um, a little story of an old flatmate of mine. And because my kids do the same thing with the same soap. So I've got, I get the peppermint soap that mm. burns if you leave it on your nuts too long. <laughs> and it's um, so just a reminder when it starts yeah. stinging. It's like, oh, gotta yeah. wash oh, it better, out. Yeah, a bit of rinse. Um, so I, I, I have to put it up really high now. So because I used to just leave it on the floor of the shower and the kids would just jump in and like, use it like very loyally like they just throw it on like a whole handful and it was i'm like dude you need like a 20 cent piece what's a 20 cent piece four, <laughs> six and eight. Um, but anyway so they just tip it out and just it, it'd be gone within a, a week and a half but it just reminds me of a little story of um when i was living with a flatmate of mine he um i used like a good dollop it wasn't even that much and maybe two days in a row it probably would have taken half Less than an inch out of the bottle and um, didn't even notice. But then I, bro- I dropped the bottle <laughs> the second time I used it and it splashed everywhere on the floor. It broke the bottle and it all <laughs> smashed out on the thing. I was like, so he's got home and I was like, sorry, mate, I bloody, I um, I dropped your, <laughs> dropped your soap on the floor. I'll, uh, I'll grab you a new one. He's like, that's bullshit. And he's like fully blew up about it. And I was, <laughs> I was like, Can you go to the shops now and get it? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Uh. Now we have, we have different types of roommates. Ugh. I don't know if they're any better though. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if I drop the soap and I break it, I'm told to get the fuck out and go buy some new ones. <laughs> to, so. I mean, it's pretty stock standard. Yeah, from your missus. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, 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 that's stock standard. In saying that, I don't know if I've taught my daughter like a really bad habit. So at the moment, like, so one of her present choices for mum was uh, from Lush, but it was uh, the Ouija themed body wash that's fucking like <laughs> fluoro green <laughs> anyway so like we're using it um the one-year-old loves it and she's like she like cries and like nah i want it like so puts her hand out ready for it and washes herself which is awesome 
But then the four-year-old gets in and put it on my hand and then get ready to wash. And she's like, no, sneeze. Because I must have like one time just pretended to sneeze in like all green snot. Oh, yeah. And she's like, ha, and then she And then she's like, picks it up and like pretends to wipe. And I'm like, I don't know if I've taught a really bad habit. She's just going to be that kid at school. That's it. Starts painting people. Look at the book around your face. Moisturizer. Oh, yeah. Starts body washing. Those dirty little yos. We'll just get around. Well, anyway, boys, you told me I need to read the following. So, call to action. Sure. Stop what you're doing. Go and click follow where you are listening to this episode. And if feeling extra nasty, leave us a rating and review. Just a note note to all listeners Dave will read anything that's on the teleprompter as it is. <laughs> no, but all seriousness. Um, in all seriousness. In all seriousness, get out there. Um, continue to follow us. Thank you to all those who do, um, and make sure if you're new listeners, subscribe to us, uh, follow us, and as we said, if you want to leave us a um, rating and a comment, that'd be even better. We love reading them, and don't forget, guys. Uh, we heard from a couple of the lads last week. Um, if you're selling a house, make sure you get onto our Black Property Group and um, Healthy Habits. Getting back into the gym. Um, no better to see some of the guys and girls up at um, Anytime Fitness at Griffin. Now, remind me. <laughs> Is that nasty R- Remind me, guys. What's our email again? Shitdadpod at gmail.com. And what's our Insta? At shitdadpod. And what's our Facebook? Shh, shit with no I, dadpodcast. Dad and what's our TikTok? At shitdadpod. But we don't post a TikTok, just you. Just me. <laughs> Because I'm young. on behalf of shit dad. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm young, at heart, young at heart. It's technically us. Yeah. Nah. By association. Makes me feel old when I open the app. <laughs> Meet Morp Zeep Zorb 10011100 Skynet. Chat D A D. I actually. As you're well aware, I have been saying it nonstop. I'm on holidays next week. <laughs> and I have been going, you know what? What can I do? Because Mrs. is back at work now. Kids will be in daycare because I'm not taking them out and still paying fees. Um, so I've got like three days to myself. Mm. Obviously, in between the jobs that I know I'm going to get listed. And I was like, you know what? What are some dad hobbies? I just, just see if there's something different. So I said, I asked it. Top 10 dad hobbies and came through. Gardening. I said, like, fucking no way. Grilling a barbecue. I'm like, yeah, mm, okay, for yeah. dinner. Yep. Just got a domestic duties. Yeah. Yep, cool. DIY. I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. <laughs> and anyway, fishing. I'm like, that's good. Woodworking. Like, then I got to buy a lot of tools. Golfing. Awesome. 19th hole is always the best. Home brew. Yeah, I mean, I'd enjoy drinking. It's a lot it. of work. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I'd just much rather go to the pub. <laughs> Photography. The fuck am I taking photos of? Mm. Like my woodwork? <laughs> <laughs> Your wood. <laughs> my woodworking. Uh, model building. Like, okay, nerd. Um, and then reading. I'm like, I'm on holidays. I don't want to read shit. Anyway. Do that for a job. Exactly. Then I thought, you know what? What about the hobbies dads should not do? Mm. Extreme sports, <laughs> <laughs> gambling, excessive video gaming. Collecting expensive or rare items. I don't have fucking money to buy expensive or rare items. Whiskey. Whiskey. NFTs. NFTs. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's funny you mentioned whiskey. Heavy drinking. <laughs> yeah. uh, dangerous stunts or pranks. <laughs> dads are doing that. <laughs> awesome. Everyone fucks with their kids, but not yeah. dangerously. Um, workaholism. Yeah. Well, I'm on holidays. I'm not yeah. thinking about work. No. Excessive online gaming or gambling. Mm. Excessive screen time. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to be doing. And <laughs> neglecting self-care. Also what you're going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but then I thought, you know what, that, they have some pretty good ones. So I thought, but they're just not out there enough for me. So I said, what are the most dangerous hobbies for dads? Mm. Base jumping. Good. <laughs> Big wave surfing. Rock climbing. Free soloing. Cave diving. Bull riding. Street luge. Paragliding. Big game hunting and motorbike stunt riding. Oh, mate, you sound like all of those are right up your alley. Oh, mate, I cannot wait to base jump straight onto the board in street luge. <laughs> <laughs> while, you, while you're shooting some big game. Yeah. Fucking big jumpers. So, yeah, boys, I, I, I'm not sure I am happy with my... Um, my results. Mm. I feel like those things that you shouldn't do are probably the most fun ones. Yeah, exactly know? right. Thanks, but, Chat DAD. Mm, thank you for telling me what I am going to be doing. <laughs> Is that just? Did it just take my top ten things that I did last <laughs> holidays? <laughs> Oh, it, I feel like it just took the, the best things that you like. It, it's read your your internet history, phone calls, texts, everything, and been like. You are making unhealthy choices. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't look at my private browser. <laughs> This is why are you asking me. You know what you're gonna do. <laughs> I was asking for a mate, AI. Asking for a mate. Okay, now listeners, thanks for waiting. It's time for our fatherhood yarn with Jed Riddy. As mentioned, he's a personal trainer who's got a fantastic story. Uh, he's opened up to us, and and uh, would love you to take a listen. All about his story about himself, his business, his work, but also his uh, dad and the journey that he's gone with him. Take a listen. Jed, let's get stuck in. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, mate? Yeah, no worries at all. Cheers for having us first and foremost. Um, So, yeah, I've been in Australia for 12 years. As you can probably tell by the accent, obviously a pommy. Um, But, yeah, I've been in 12 years now. I'm a personal trainer. Uh, So, yeah, very much live a... You know, a health and fit uh, lifestyle. So, uh, but yeah, I love my sport, love my uh, everything to do with health and fitness. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much pretty much me summed up. Just like us, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, that was a given, right? That's what I, wanted. I thought we'd, that's what we're talking about. Yeah? Three Adonises up here. <laughs> uh, well, it, it sort of fits into our theme, mate. We're, um, as it's Men's Mental Health Week, um, and we last week we spoke to the CEO of Panda. So I thought it'd be great to get you on to have a chat about just healthy choices because that's this week's theme. Uh, yeah, this this year's theme of uh, men's mental health. Yeah, healthy yeah, habits, awesome. healthy choices. And I, do, I mean, I do first and foremost, I do feel a bit of a fraud considering I'm not like a I'm not a dad myself yet. You know, so just I'm, I'm very happy that you actually passed my uh, you know passed the test for that. So thanks for that. <laughs> you do have a very interesting story and uh, a very important message. We'd love to chat about. So happy days. We can we can look past the uh, the English thing. That's all good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Obviously, um, you know, as, as we kind of spoke about Nick, it, you know, my, my father passed away at the start of the year and he was 56 years old, which, you know, I know you boys aren't that, that age yet, but it's, it's pretty young age to kind of pass away. And um, I think obviously there's lots of reasons, you know, um, you know, why that happened. And I think, you know, at the fore, at the forefront of that health and fitness kind of is a, you know, is a big topic why, 
you know, what we're talking about, um, you know, for this podcast. And so, yeah, it, it's kind of, uh, you know, my father passed away, he had a heart attack, um, but his health wasn't great. And that's something that it's kind of crazy, obviously, right? Because I'm, I'm a personal trainer and then it, there's my, there's my dad passed away at 56 because of poor health, you know, and it's just, it's crazy the kind of, um, the difference between myself and, and him. Uh, and it kind of shows that, you know, never, you know, you can never take that for granted, even if you're a fit and healthy person, like it doesn't necessarily mean one of your family members is going to be either. So, uh, yeah, so that was quite a crazy thing to kind of go through at the start of the year. Yeah, that's tough, mate. Did you um, did you uh, like to you know share your knowledge with your dad? Were you trying to help him uh, across the years at all with uh, his own fitness journey? Yeah, it's it's a weird one because I think that um, I'm sure that some of you boys would agree. Like, I think sometimes when you try and help a family member, or you try and help your dad. I think dads always have this pride, right? And I'm sure you guys will probably go through at some stage where. <laughs> your kids are trying to teach you about something. You probably have that kind of dad sounds. It's like, Oh, I know best. You know, I can't, you know, my kid's not going to tell me what to do and things like that. And I think that probably, probably my dad probably went through that a little bit as well. It's probably hard to kind of have, you know, your son on your case about your health and fitness, you know, and trying to tell you, you should do this and you should do that. Um, I think that's probably a hard thing for some parents to kind of, um, stomach in, in that capacity like if, if you got your, your kid telling you what to do and I think that was probably like you know I, I try to help my dad obviously um try to help him with his health and fitness but it just it never really got through um and you know I tried everything I tried everything that I was I tried the compassionate route I tried the kind of more like you know aggressive route like come on dad get your you know get your shit together mm -hmm. but um yeah I think that's something that it, it's you know you learn lessons from that in terms of how you try and get through to somebody um and sometimes it's just not enough. Sometimes you think you, you try everything and it just didn't, it, you know, it didn't for whatever reason, it didn't work. Um, so, yeah. Were you brought up making healthy choices? Like when you when we talk about like childhood and um, your, your dad when you, when you were younger, um, what sort of choices did you make back then? And what, obviously you've you become a personal trainer. So what sort of drove you to that route? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting that because I think that's, a, that's one big thing that um, – is a massive reason why people go down certain routes like you know your your upbringing is massive like your environment as a kid growing up that's like that says so much about what's potentially going to happen to someone in the future we see that uh so much with even obesity in in this country like it's you know a lot of that is not just someone being lazy there's so much more to obesity than just um you know someone not wanting to exercise it's environmental factors you know things we're exposed to as kids so yeah, me personally, like I was, I guess I was, um, my dad, my dad and my mum split up pretty when I was pretty young, but my, you know, my stepdad, he was, he was really into his kind of fitness. So I think I got a lot of influence from that. And I think that, you know, potentially that's what will shape a lot of, um, of the kids of, uh, nowadays, you know, if you've got a good influence in that respect, like someone who's pushing you into a kind of health and fitness, that's great. Um, and my dad was, you know, he was actually pretty health and fit uh you know a fit bloke when he was younger it was just in his you know in his, his adult years i guess he wasn't as much um so yeah i was always around sport I played sport like football cricket rugby when i grew up it's just i was probably on the cusp of that generation where we wanted to get outside and play sport as opposed to you know sitting in front of a you know a playstation or whatever so so yeah no, i was pretty pretty active when i was growing up how was your relationship with your dad growing up um he said, obviously, it was a fair bit of sport. Mum and dad split up really early. But um, how was yeah. it? Yeah, it was, you know, we 
he he moved so it was i think he was i think i was 14 years old when he moved uh so like obviously i grew up in england and then 14 years old he moved to to moscow it was originally so kind of at that age like my relationship with him i wasn't like still had a i guess a good relationship but it was it was distant in many ways because he, you know he wasn't around from kind of you know when your parents divorced i kind of stayed with my mum for a bit um which is funny because my sister went with my you know with my dad um but yeah so it, it was kind of distant for a while and then when i was 20 i think i was 21 when i got to, no i was 20 years old so i was 20 when i got to australia when he was he was living in australia um when i first came here so that was kind of he was kind of, i guess the reason why i did move to the country um but then you know so our relationship kind of improved i was living with him um you know for the first couple of years that i lived in brisbane uh so yeah, I, I guess that when I look around at other people's relationship, their fathers, like everyone's got a different relationship, right? And mine was him was like we was always we were always had a good relationship in many in many ways, but it was it was distant as well because we didn't really spend a lot of I guess my childhood um, together. So how was it? Obviously, I guess being reconnected in distance. I guess as said, as you said, as you moved back or when you moved here, you moved in with your dad. How was that? Yep. But like being an adult, yeah, I guess, good. yeah. It was kind of good because I, I was still like, even I was 20 years old and I was, in my eyes, I was still like just so young in terms of um, just maturity. Like I was, I was obviously moving to a new country for the first time. So it was really good to have, I guess, him here like as a, as a base, you know, so to speak. And I lived with him for the first couple of years before I kind of moved, you know, moved in with, you know, housemates and things after that. But uh, it was good. You know, we, it was good in the sense of like, good to spend more time with your dad, you know, like that was a great aspect, but I probably see the warning signs with his health probably then. And he would, he would have been like 44 then. Um, and he was, when I first got here, he was like, he, he was obese. Like he was heavily, you know, heavily overweight. And I did actually help him lose like, I think it was 40 kgs within the first year of me being here. Um, so that was like, which was great. Um, yeah, it was great, but it was also kind of, it was, it was needed and it was, um, he was actually really receptive to them, which was, was the best thing. Like he was actually going through, he went through another divorce <laughs> when, when I got to Australia. Um, so kind of, I think him focusing on his, in his fitness, then there was a real big purpose and reason behind it. He was like, mm. shit, another divorce, you know? And I think he had a more reason to kind of focus on his health and fitness then whilst he was, I think in his eyes, relatively young. Um, you know, he was yeah 44 then. So Gee, that, is, that is young. Yeah, but even like yeah, you said, you're but, um, 56, so that's it's extremely young. Yeah. What sort yeah, of uh, what sort of lifestyle changes do you make for him uh, to get to lose 40 kilos? It was just um, initially it was it was kind of like food, just like better food because we would we do shops together, so we would do like a weekly shop together, and that mm. was like that's a massive thing I think to get into, um, you know, just the the knowledge and the education behind the food choices. And then you start with that, and then it was just exercise slowly but surely, um, and then it just became a habit, and he he kept it up for. a kept it for a couple of years even from when i moved out i was you know i was worried it would he would probably balloon but he kind of kept it up for a while um but then just you know there's i think one thing that i'm sure you guys know there's one thing that really affected the nation a lot obviously covid affected everybody Mm. but that affected him a lot more so because he he then instead of kind of working in the city he started working at home and that just made him like so sedentary like so sedentary and that was a that was a massive downfall so I think those things are, you know, they're massive factors as opposed to why someone might have 
health problems. I think COVID really, really did affect people, like people, more people working from home. So just more people aren't getting out and exercising and suddenly, you know, next minute they've had a heart attack. It's, you know, mm-hmm. that's just the reality. So a lot of it's the like incidental walking of to the walk to the train station or the bus, no matter yeah. how you get in or walk to chat to your colleague in the office. It's uh yeah, it's different when you're when you're working from home. I think a lot of people have yeah been affected by that. Mm. Yeah, and that's a massive and that's just such a massive part of like actually sustaining, you know, a healthy, you know, level of body fat or having, you know, just keeping your weight off. Like people just actually walking to work and actually doing more tasks around the office, you know, having to go down and get coffee and things like that. Like your step count when you're when you're actually active and day in just a normal day to day life is is far greater than the, as opposed to working at home where you could just you literally could go from fifteen thousand steps a day to like two thousand steps mm. a day. Now that over the course of two three years is is health problems potentially. It's it's mm. you know the difference that is crazy. So I've got a double barrel question for you. So yeah, absolutely. The first one, <coughs> sorry, uh, the first one is how would you approach? Um, Oh, sorry. What what advice would you give someone who's trying to approach their parent or an older person in their life about making healthier choices, coming from your PT's perspective? Well, I'm still uh, I'm still trying to figure out uh, the, the answer to that myself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, but honestly, it was it was you, as I kind of mentioned. You, you can kind of go down different approaches. You can kind of go the compassionate approach, which is like, hey, you know, Dad, I really understand what you you know what you're kind of going through or whatever. You can kind of go down a compassion route, but then you as a, you know, as a, as a child of that parent, you kind of go down the route of getting pretty pissed off because yeah. if the compassionate route's not working, you're trying to be as reasonable as you can. You're trying to like support them. And then if they're not doing anything about it, you then get pretty frustrated. So you try, I guess, a harder stunt. So to be honest, like I really do feel that we should probably all be as compassionate, as sensitive as you can. That's just, that's just a given, but mm. there's sometimes where, you know, you, you do need to push someone, I think, to get that next level of um, whatever it is they need in their life, if it's their health, that you do need to push someone into something. It might be as simple as taking them to, you know, right, you're coming on a walk with me. I'm not taking no for an answer. You're, I'm, you're coming to the gym with me. You're, you're doing something. And sometimes yeah. you you have to kind of take that stance. So I don't think there's a perfect answer to that question. I, I don't think there's a way of, you know, I, I do probably one thing that I think my dad definitely suffered from is he didn't really have a have a lot of like a massive support network around him so if there's a family member of yours who you feel that you know could do a bit more help i think it's really important that you bring everyone on board on the same mission like their friends and the family members anything you can do to kind of encourage that whatever it may take to get them exercising or focus on the health a bit more and just yeah really have that accountability i think if you don't have accountability and you've only got accountability coming from one or two sources in your life it's it's probably easy to slip into you know bad habits so mm-hmm. it's it's got to be a big collective effort and um i think some people just can't deal with people on their case you know my dad and i had mm-hmm. quite a lot of arguments when i would probably push the boundaries a bit um uh, you know and he would snap and he wouldn't and and that was a lesson for me it's like shit okay this approach is not working so mm-hmm. it's a real tough one i i just feel I feel there's going to be different scenarios for everybody, um, but I think everyone can agree they don't they don't really want someone um, on their case all the time if they're not going to make the decision decision for themselves. You That's know? fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the second part is, what's your advice for just the general average Joe, like Dave or myself or Cam here, that uh, like just to make easy, healthy choices, like small changes that can obviously compound into big changes. I think that's it. That, that is exactly it, though. It has to be small changes that can bound into big changes. So I think for that reason, it's 
the problem with the fitness industry is we seem to we seem to kind of the, the extremities of the fitness industry who in terms of people who are really lean and ripped and muscly like we're looking at these people as if they're some sort of like hero they were looking at these people for advice and it's completely the wrong thing to do because some of these people who are who've got these uh you know body of adonis you know these are people who are training six seven times a week these are people who are just you know they haven't got kids they haven't got the stresses that you know dads like yourself have and so their advice is like the worst advice because it's completely counterintuitive to a life that you live and i think for that reason it has to be setting some really bare minimum kind of standards for yourself which is just you know if it's strength training three times per week like i think that another thing to consider is the fact that i mean I've, i work in the gym i i do love going to the gym but it's not uh that's not a reasonable thing for me to say to a busy dad so if i said to a busy dad hey you got to go to the gym three times a week that's can tell you to do sometimes one sometimes that advice <laughs> yeah it can't be applicable so so i think it's uh look the, the general advice i'll give is try and do something that obviously you enjoy first and foremost it does help uh you know some people hate exercise but some people love doing a form of activity if it's like hiking or if they're playing footy or they're playing cricket or whatever so doing something you love really helps you can try and like nail that in at least once a week you know that's something you you look forward to but then after that you know i'm a massive advocate of strength training for many purposes obviously you know as you get older you, your bone mineral density levels they suffer if you don't strength train there's, there's so many kind of benefits of strength training that would help with just playing with your kids having a strong back to pick your kids up you know things like that so I think strength training is massive you know if that means you go to a gym great if you go to a group training gym like great if you if you train at home it doesn't really matter what you do but just having that kind of minimal commitment a couple of times a week 30 minutes max it doesn't need to be like an hour um if you if you're time poor so i must yeah, it, it, yeah the, no sorry sorry mate that's, i must admit that that's really good advice to be fair because I've, I've put my back out at least twice picking my kids up <laughs> yeah. and my neck out once sneezing so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i've got i've got no advice for the sneezing injuries but uh yeah i mean that's uh no it is important and, I, and i've trained dads and i've trained dads who've, who come back to me four or five weeks later going oh hey mate I, i've got this like new energy when i'm playing my kids and things like that and it's just mm -hmm. the best feedback you Love can that. receive as a trainer and then it's just come from something so simple as them strength training a couple of times a week um and when I say that, it's nothing overcomplicated. This is just, you know, general good strength training exercise at a gym that anyone can perform if you just get a little bit of, uh, you know, advice to start with. Mm. Um, so we're not trying to turn anyone into a bodybuilder or a powerlifter. It's just simple strength training exercises performed in the gym. And, um, yeah, I think everyone can benefit from that, you know. So. Awesome. Oh, that's been but really it's, um, exciting. It's definitely yeah and look there's 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 so many more nuances that i guess the things i've said because and that's why sometimes general advice can fall on deaf ears because it doesn't really relate to that person i, I always i love doing what i do because i can speak to somebody individually and find out the real reason they're training and that you know once you get to know them you kind of you get that reason and you can really tailor make a program around that because you know i don't think no one really wants to share the the depths of their kind of um you know their their personal stuff when you first meet them in the gym and you know but when you get to the root cause of why they're in the gym and someone starts opening up saying hey yeah look i haven't haven't seen my dick in five years i'm too fat you know things like that right it's, you know you, so that's an extreme example but i have heard that advice before so uh but yeah you know that's stuff you got to listen to and kind of think wow shit, these these people are going through that and it's uh it just shows the importance of like why why you do need to you know exercise and what what your why is because everyone's got a different why and i think that 
yeah, if you keep putting your back up when you're pick, picking your kids up, I think that's a good enough why and that's a good enough reason to to why you might want to start an exercise routine. Love it. My final question for me, does mowing the lawn three times a week count? <laughs> you mow the lawn so much. Yeah. How, how, big's, how big's the lawn? I mean, that's, oh, that's not big. Barely a, barely a lawn. <laughs> Do you know what? If, if it's one of those petrol lawnmowers where you really have to do like a big row to get it going, hey, that's that's, a, go. that's a good strength yeah, exercise yeah, right yeah, there, yeah. you know. <laughs> Just do a couple of pulls on each arm of your lawnmower strength. Yeah. <laughs> even if it's even if it started, just restart it again. Just do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Inside. <laughs> awesome. And uh, you're a PT, obviously, but you work for yourself or do yeah, give so yourself a plug? I operate out. I operate out of a. Um, a 24-7, so Snap Fitness in Brisbane City. Um, and if I'm allowed to do another plug, I've actually launched a, a business recently, which is, uh, so I'm a massive craft beer fan myself. Yes, um, this is what we're talking so for about. For years, I've drank craft beer, and I've just, you know, no one in the fitness industry goes near alcohol. Everyone's too scared to kind of like, admit they're actually like a you know a functional alcoholic i'm I'm, a, I'm not afraid to admit that i'm like hey i'm a craft beer fan so i've been doing that for years though exactly. <laughs> i've been telling everyone the best way to be <laughs> what's that sorry i said i've been telling everyone for years too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so no I, I basically uh me and my good friend who's also like a, a massive advocate of fitness and he's he's recently become a dad himself and his story's great because he's he's kind of going through the struggles that you guys I guess go for as a dad and he's 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 actually it's it's been great to see what he's done because he's you know he's still exercising he's still finding a way and it, even though his, his schedule is completely different it's it's awesome to kind of see him go through that because we will be working with a lot of um you know a lot of dads so yeah it's basically a health and fitness community for craft beer drinkers so no Love forex it. um or great northern drinkers need apply so <laughs> good yeah, sign yeah. us up what, what's the name <laughs> Uh, Craft Health Co. So we uh, we've just done a soft launch in the last couple of weeks, but we've got some you know we've got massive plans. We've got our you know our own app sorted out. We've got massive like local events. So we're going to go to breweries and actually like host you know functions for the breweries that are health and fitness focused, but it finishes with a beer. So things like that. Um, oh, so giving a lot God. back to the local Brisbane beer community as well. And uh, yeah, it's going great so far. The, the feedback's been amazing. We didn't really we didn't really know how it's going to go down, um, but over the last couple of months that yeah it's so many breweries who want to actually focus on the i guess the wellness of their customers so we've got a lot of people behind it, which is great and um yeah just who doesn't want to drink craft beer and lose a bit of weight at the same time right that's the dream isn't that's it? awesome things that you wouldn't expect to go together that's right. <laughs> i'm just thinking how how long is a session going to be first the workout and then the drink session after oh we'll talk about that later <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, you, don't need, you don't need to worry about that now <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a later problem uh, dave needs to know that before he commits 100 no mate that's well, awesome no we'll see, so yeah, yeah so no so um like i said operate out of snap fitness Brisbane city and then yeah craft health co if you're a craft beer drinker listen to this make sure you you know get involved and we'll we'll look after you i think we have quite a few craft drink yeah craft, mm-hmm. craft beer drinkers listening to this so that's good i reckon so if i got a surge in Lovely. uh site traffic and applications off the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't worry I'll, I'll sort your discount code after after i get off the call so. <laughs> awesome so, well thanks jed I, yeah just wanted to say thanks for your vulnerability and in, in sharing your story for all the listeners hopefully um, everyone got something out of that and uh, yeah, really appreciate you coming on tonight. Pleasure, chaps. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Love you, Nice one. Cheers. All right. Now it's time for this. Shit Dad Story of the Week. I got the jingle right this week. Music to my ears. 
I thought I'd um, throw this one in because our previous guest, Kynan, was kind enough to send us through a Instagram uh, voicemail, which you're welcome to do at shitdadpod. It's probably the easiest way to do it now because we got rid of the phone line because we cheap. Because <laughs> <laughs> people weren't calling efficient, us. Efficient, efficient. Sorry, yes, because we're efficient. All right, here we go. So my daughter, when she was like four or five, she actually had a... Uh, we took her to one of those trampoline places. Uh, she was jumping around, having a great time, but then I double-bounced her, hurt her leg, you know, so she's jumped off the trampoline and, you know, I'm saying, look, you know, if you don't jump back on soon, we're good to go, you know, so I was pretty much trying to guilt-trip her into having some fun. Long story short, we ended up leaving there about half an hour later because she was in too much pain. We get home, give her some Panadol, put her to bed. We thought, oh, no, it's all good. She's just putting it on a bit. Um... She wakes up later that night, she keeps whinging, so I'm like, fine, let's go to the hospital, we take her there. Poor thing's got a fractured leg. You know, six weeks in a cast, broken knee. So how's that for a shit dad? You know, telling my kid, you know, almost guilt tripping her that she's basically, hey, we're gonna leave this place if you don't start having fun. Poor thing's got a broken leg, little trooper. Anyway, that's uh, my shit dad moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck, poor bugger. Uh, just, the girl that is. <laughs> just lucky the kneecap's not really, really fully formed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe that's all it was. Maybe it's still a here. champion sprinter. Should be right. Nah, that's good. I mean, you've right. always got. I've also got a really good one. So speaking of Sandstone Point Hotel up near Bribey before. Yeah. Um, caught up with a mate there. We're both on annual leave at the moment. He thought he'd take his daughter for the day and give the wife um, some time off. She's only six months old. The daughter, that is. Um, just gave her the wife some time off to go see her parents. Happy days. Forgot her food. Got all the way down. He lives up the coast. Got all the way down to Bribey Island and forgot the baby's food. A six-month-old baby's food. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is going to be a short visit, man. It wasn't. It was a good <laughs> It was no. a good size visit. Uh, yeah, caught up, had a, have a, had a feed, had a couple of beers, had a good yarn. And then um, we just she starts having a a bit of a tantrum and we were just like, hard on up, you're just a bit hungry. <laughs> and she's, um, yeah, so she's starting to melt down. She's like, oh, I better leave then, all right. And then so he's gone and I was like, oh, I didn't tell you I got a um, throttle controller for my car. Just It was just something to do with the, the ute. And he goes, oh, yeah, show us what you got. And then he's like put the pram at the front of the car, locked it um, and then come to the driver's side door to have a look. And just as he thought he locked it because just as I've looked up, to check on the baby while he was looking under the car, it's at the other side of the car park. <laughs> the pram has gone, rolled across the other side of the other road into the car. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. He stood up real quick and got, oh, fuck, and sprinted and got the baby. But lucky there was no cars coming. But, yeah, good shit, that story. Oh, makes you paranoid every Far time you out. put that brake on. Yeah, we both oh. had a good chuckle after that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, after the baby was yeah. back. And happy. And yep. I think it was karma that... Like karma from the baby's point of view that um, she cried the entire way home because she was hungry, so. mm. which is an hour-long trip. Oh. <laughs> Just give her some hot chips. Hot chips, be fine. <laughs> She's on solid. She'll be right. Uh, th- oh. So mine this week, we had a friend come and stay for the weekend and she has uh, kids who are about the same age as my oldest two, so kind of, mm-hmm. you know, five and three or so. Um Obviously, they weren't with her. She had a kid-free weekend, lucky thing. But she said to me, have you done the YouTube jump challenge yet? And I was like, oh, is that that thing I've seen on Instagram? And she's like, yes, this is what it is. Have you guys heard about it? No. It is the greatest thing that I've ever 
experience <laughs> in the last <laughs> six months of parenting. I reckon every weekend now I've got a good 30 minutes to an hour of the kids tiring themselves out while I can just like watch them on the couch. <laughs> no way. So basically you can jump onto YouTube, you type in jump challenge and there are huge amount of different ones. Let me just play it for you guys. Huge amount of different ones where essentially it sets up like a real game that's being played. The kids think that they're playing. No. So this, in this instance, yeah, it's Donkey Kong and uh, Mario. And then you have a little timeout. Sometimes you play a game in between like this and there's the floor is lava. <laughs> and then the kids go back to playing again. So every now and then they can stop for a second. And as you play and alternate between them, it changes the winner. So oh. it's not always the same kid losing each time. There's oh, Bluey. That's amazing. There's Frozen. And then once you discover all these, you can then get into a few other ones that are like the old Guitar Hero. Oh, so, yes. Oh, actually, that's So cool. once again, there's stomping, hands in the air, jumping, and the kids think that they're playing, they think that they're winning, and they, they can hear the music. So oh. this is a game changer for us. Cause they, Isn't it They just? play this about three times on the weekend and kept asking for it. It was Oh, really? oh my God. So if you haven't got around it, type in Jump Challenge or Jump Challenger on uh, YouTube and... You're welcome. I'm so happy. That is actually really cool. Oh, re- well done. Good find. That's real good. I've seen the one. Uh, I've used it at school, so it's not like exactly like that, but it must be. But it's um, Toy Story. Mm. So it's Woody. Mm. And, it's, and it's like, Andy's coming. <laughs> oh. And then they all have to drop to the floor like toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So it's actually, yeah, that's really cool. Well, that is unreal. Mm. I think it'll be definitely. That's a bringing, Yeah, I'll be bringing that in. Actually, for the last week of school. So, boys, mine. I've actually got a couple of little stories. All little ones. Um, little Miss has been crook. Again, lovely daycare. Um, so the, the Misses and I took turns of having the day as well. Um, it was my turn day off. I was like, you know, i just got to get out of the house. She's been stuck in the house. She's, she wants out kind of thing. So I chucked her in a trike. And she loves it. She gets in there and she's just super excited. So we're walking up there. And she learned a new word on the way. I went, oh, that's interesting. And I was like, oh, here we go. Anyway, we're up there. I thought, oh, let's send a video to the missus. How good will this be? She's like, yeah, yeah, cool. So I'm filming like, hey, Heidi, we're going to the pub. Mm-hmm. And she's like, ah. Like, we're going to the pub. Pub. <laughs> pub. Pub. <laughs> How many beers are we having, Heidi? How many beers? Next minute, a little hand comes out. It looks like five. I'm like, five? It's like, yeah. <laughs> so my uh, one-year-old has learned the word pub. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and she's telling me that we're going to have five beers. No so. excessive drinking already. It's awesome. Awesome. She's already on to your, your um, what not to do list for <laughs> yeah. holidays. She is. Well, she's getting ready for it. I might just pull her out for a day. <laughs> Come on, sweetie. Come be my wingman. Um, but the other one was happened today on the walk. One of those globbers. The Globus scooter. Yeah. But anyway, so she's on it pushing. Lucky we had this her helmet on. So I was watching the four year old ride her bike. Anyway, so the missus had little one there. I just turned around and it was just at the right time. She stood up like on the globber, but then just like launched herself over the handlebars. <laughs> like straight on her head. Holy Thank shit. God she had it. And anyway, next minute I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? Not crying at all. What the fuck? Anyway, so we're putting down and the missus is trying to walk, like pushing the globber, and she was cracking the fucking silks to get back on the globber. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's Even like, after she stacked it. Good. Yeah. But she's literally, I'm like, holy fuck, you just went head first into the pavement. 
and just like that's gold. Put me back on. Yeah, that's yeah. a trooper. And it's just you know what's even better. Didn't happen on my watch. <laughs> she'd already had her five beers. <laughs> Maybe she gets a little bit dangerous. That's, that's all she wanted. She wanted to get the, the pub faster. Yeah. yeah well, she's like, hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Over. Pub five. Yeah. Pub five. Hurry the fuck up. Love it. All right, guys. Last little segment for the show before we say goodnight to the listeners. Origin this week. What are we doing? So Nick? good. Right, There's a lot do- of words here. I don't know what the meaning is for any of them. All right, we'll keep it simple. No, well, let's, it's let's a, see what Cam's got. Sing, yeah, it's a. We're putting a leg of a same game multi on each. Um, so we're all we're each picking a leg, and then we're going to put ten dollars on the same game multi. So what do you got, Cam? What's your leg? Um, Who's going to win? Queensland. All right, cool. Yeah. Queensland. Who's your try scorer, Dave? Uh, Coates. Coach to score any time. Trying and to cement his position again. Yeah. I don't think he'll do it, but I hope he scores. <laughs> Even if he scores a try. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamaso Tabawai Fido, the hammer to score any time as well. Yes. So we got Queensland to win, Coates and Hammer to score, and that pays $5.25. Um, and if we put $10 on that when it gets up, that's a $52 mm. payout. Mm-hmm. And we can bark. <gasps> We can buy five beers at the pub with <laughs> Dave and Heidi. <laughs> now, guys, for our final thoughts, I wanted to just quickly play something for you on my phone. So uh, a few episodes back, I can't remember when, we spoke to a couple of the guys from the men's table, um, and they've just launched their latest TV ad. And it's oh, cool. really good. So I wanted to show you guys, and the listeners can listen because it's very funny. Awesome. Hurdo Gerdo Packawaka footy goal. <laughs> Cracking um Diakiaka, gluten free refrigerator. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> I am. Um, Akadaka, news of Mrs. Hansen. Rainy sunshine. Yeah. Mm, Akadaka, faster bonus, than you, Barbie Jimmy Trey. Dave? Well, I'm kind of feeling. Bugger chugger. Mm-hmm. Corner of its clothesline, keto, crypto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sasquatch. Oh, Sasquatch. Need a conversation, go beyond banter, themenstable.org. That's awesome. How good is that? That's a real good ad. So it's all around, obviously, just the kind of the banter, the rubbish that a lot of blokes say at the pub without, you know, having a real chat. So that was just a fantastic ad and and great to see those guys kind of um, doing some cool work with some cool uh, creative agencies out there. Yeah. I'll get around it, everyone. That's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Anything else or final thoughts, fellas? I've got nothing, mate. I think that's perfect. Yep. I'm, go- I'm going back out in the camper this weekend. So if it's any, um, if there's if there's any good shit daddery stories slash um, what do we call it, the shit dad nomad? Well, nomad. Yep, I'm going to add to the shit dad nomad club, and um, hopefully we'll get some stories out of it too. Nice. Well, we are shit dad nomads. We just have to go with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two are coming. Oh, soon. All right. Well, we thank everyone for listening uh, and taking some time out of your busy days. Uh, Have a great weekend and week, everyone. See you guys. Bye. Whether you came for some dad advice, a laugh or some dad hacks, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. Please get involved on our socials at ShitDadPod on Instagram and TikTok or ShitDadPodcast on Facebook and, of course, the share line 07 30 40 95 45. Support the guys who keep us rolling, Black Property Group and Anytime Fitness Griffin. Add value to your house with your dad bod out. And don't forget, whether you're here for your kids daily or not, be present wherever you can because we're all in the same boat when it comes to fatherhood for the kids.